Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders in the sports event industry. This is Jason Gewurz, editor and publisher of Sports Travel, and our guest on this episode is Bruce Rosenberg, president of the Americas and chief operating officer for Hotel Planner, a major online hotel booking company that's been making some interesting deals of late across the sports event industry from amateur through professional sports. We'll be hearing from Bruce about why Hotel Planner believes sports-related travel will be leading the way in the travel industry's recovery from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. But before we begin, this episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 21 will be held at the Atlantic City Convention Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey, September 27th through the 30th, 2021. This year's conference will once again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee's SportsLink Program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything we have planned at Teams this year, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. Hotel Planner has been around for 17 years helping organizations book group travel. Bruce Rosenberg has been part of that leadership team since 2012 after a career in hospitality that included 13 years with Hilton Hotels. As the travel industry has tried to get back on its feet after a devastating 2020, one area that's already standing out is sports-related travel. Especially at the amateur level, destinations and hotels are seeing steady business in group hotel stays from traveling teams, and the expectation is that as As we proceed along in 2021, sports will continue to be a bright spot for the industry. Hotel Planner is certainly banking on that business. Uh, In recent weeks, the company has signed partnerships at the professional level with Harris Blitzer, owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, the New Jersey Devils, and the Prudential Center in Newark, but also with USA Pickleball, the USL Soccer League, and a promotional deal with American tennis player John Isner, all of which are based on the notion that fans of those sports will soon be returning to travel if they haven't already. And their work isn't just limited to traditional sports. A recent deal with Immortals Gaming Club shows evidence that Hotel Planner sees a bright future in esports-related travel as well, which we'll discuss in this conversation. We've long been advocates of the power of sports-related travel, but in this discussion, we'll hear from Rosenberg about why Hotel Planner is so bullish on the market as well. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Bruce Rosenberg, welcome to the Sports Travel Podcast. Great to be here. Let's talk sports. Let's talk sports. Let's talk hotels and sports. You are uh, president of the Americas for Hotel Planner, also chief operating officer. You've been involved in a a number of the deals that Hotel Planner has been working recently in the sports world. And I want to talk about all of that with you because I've I've seen a lot of news come over just even in the past couple of weeks here from amateur through professional sports that Hotel Planner is involved with. I think most of our audience, Bruce, is probably familiar with your organization. But for those who aren't, why don't we start there? with a little context of what Hotel Planner does, particularly, I guess, as relates to group travel. But uh, why don't we set the stage that way with uh, just a brief description of, of what you guys actually do? Sure. So, so Hotel Planner has been in business for 17 years, and we've always been specialized in group and event travel. And we've always been had a sports orientation. So uh, the company, just as nature, is very competitive. And most people at the company are into sports. So it just seemed like a natural fit for us. And uh, there's such a diversity of sports and there's such a globalness of sports. So there's a very sophisticated customer who who has a sports entity. And how do you service that specific group of attendees? 
So it's getting more complex all the time. So our job is to provide the complexity, but make it super easy for the event organizer as well as the attendees. Well, let's take a look back. We're going to talk about, obviously, what's happening now and and what the future looks like. Let's start with some context of what this past year has been like, Bruce. I mean, obviously, this has been a a challenging year, to say the least, for the hospitality industry, hotels included. Give me some context, and this can be sports or or just in in general, of... uh, what we experienced here, you know, the last 12 months uh, as we transitioned here to talk about kind of where, where we're at now, but how rough was it? Well, it was the most challenging year in my career, you know, by far. And, and I, I guess I have the perspective of going through a lot of ups and downs between the internet fall, the financial fall for housing. But this one's been the toughest. Usually there's segments that continue to travel. And what we do, you know, we're a small Smaller business, you know, we're not small, but we're smaller. But you have to be extremely fast in terms of responding and identifying where the market is moving to. When COVID started hitting, essentially groups, all events shut down. So what we did is we really focused on on people that needed to use hotels. Uh, Usually it's very close in. It's usually people traveling from point A to point B and they need a hotel for the night. So we focused on that traveler. And that's just uh, more leisure based because business travel was pretty much non-existent. So we went after leisure travelers that were traveling one night, two nights, and checking in immediately. A lot of it was low-rated business, but that, that's okay. So, uh, so we actually were able to convert uh, our focus almost in days. We just didn't have a choice. So you know, when you're in the events business and all of a sudden there's no events, it's not a really good option. So we really started focusing on, on individual travel and have just done a fantastic job in that, in that segment. Well, let's talk about where we are now. Things are starting to come back. We're seeing vaccines roll out. Are you starting to see an uptick here in the number of groups that are that are booking with you and, and hotels that are that are filling? We're seeing a lot of sporting organizations take leadership in terms of uh, getting the event market back up and running. And I think the biggest advantage that we're dealing with with most sports is most sports are out are outdoors. So that is a unique differentiator. And we're, we're doing a lot of groups now with like Perfect Game, very large baseball organization. So we had dozens of events check in this past weekend all over the country. So I think being the outdoor nature is that that really helps in terms of uh, social distancing and COVID preparations. Also, those organizations have to work closely with the local municipalities to make sure that they get a permit to, to host their events. We have had some of our organizations have an event and it was an approved event. And then all of a sudden COVID will start inching up and all of a sudden they're saying, listen, we want you to, we're not going to let you hold the event. So there have been last minute changes and, you know, you just got to roll with it. From our side, you just have to roll with it. So, you know, we've booked a lot of hotels, we've booked a lot of people. So you got to be able to cancel the reservations, refund people their money, make sure the hotels know what happened. So there's no ill will, but it's not the event's fault. It's, you know, it's, it's COVID's fault. And say, listen, we'll be back. Okay, you know, this this particular term you cannot operate, but there's no business for you anyways because your hotels and people aren't going to the city. So I think people are uh, been generally understanding about that. And for us, we we've added a tremendous amount of people in customer service. So there's a lot of situations. I think individual situations you have to deal with, and uh, we're making sure that pick up the phone, we listen to people's individual story, and we do the right thing as as, as much as possible. Uh, to make sure that people are whole. So uh, we're really fighting hard hard for that customer service level since one of our differentiators, especially especially for our tournament providers. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that their reputation extend. I think we deal with great quality operators. So we want to make sure that their reputation extends to housing as well. So we want right. to make sure that their fans 
uh, their athletes and any other attendees uh, have a really good experience when they book through us. Bruce, how have sports been faring, I guess, as a, as a group segment over the past year and, and currently as we talk now compared to some of the other verticals in the, in the hospitality space, so, you know, compared to corporate meetings or association meetings, yeah. the types of, of groups that, that would be booking hotels uh, in bulk? Well, there's no doubt that sports is taking leadership in bringing hotel rooms back into cities. I think our, I think our guys, I think the natural competitiveness, I mean, I think if you're a corporation, you, you tend to be uh, conservative in terms of like, you don't want to put your people at risk to go to, to go to a business meeting. Okay. You know, can you do that meeting on Zoom? Pretty much the answer to that is yes. So I think the sporting guys have been taking the lead and you have a lot of parents that just want to get their kids out of the house, right? Especially on the youth side. Yeah, for so, sure. And there's a level of safety. I, I think there's a general feeling that COVID's not really spreading uh, in younger people. So I think there's more of a comfort level for, for parents that feel that it's acceptable to take take some risk there. So I think that I think that they've been doing a really really good job of investing. They've invested a lot of time. I mean, the leagues that we're talking with invest a lot of time in protocols to make sure that the protocols are as uh, are as safe as safe as possible for the athlete. And as we're talking now, Bruce, we're talking in early March, what in general is your outlook here, say, you know, for the summer and into the fall in general, in terms of, yeah. of travel coming back? Obviously, we're at a time vaccines are rolling out. We're starting to see and sense some optimism, but are what are you seeing or, or thinking? Yeah, we're seeing overall businesses trending much higher for us. Now, I think I think we tend to do well during when there's changes in the marketplace, whether it's a recession or if there's some other conflict. Uh, hotel planners seems to come out a little stronger, and that's I think that's done because uh, our, of our of our flexibility. I I do think we're booking up all of our groups are booking up all their events for for this year. So everyone has intentions of running full schedules, and they might not be as they might not they might limit the number of teams, so there might be smaller events. They might not let as many fans attend, but everyone is, is saying, we, you know, we've got to get back to normalcy. We've got to get people you know, back to getting out of the house and just, just living their lives. So I, I think our organization we work with have the best interest of everybody at heart. And we do too. I mean, we want to run, we want to run safe events. We want to make sure the hotel can deliver a safe product to people. So we're being very selective on what hotels that we put into programs I think hotels are doing a super job cooperating in terms of getting us very reasonable pricing. This, you know, some people doing well during this, other people not so much, but I think mm-hmm. overall hotels have been very helpful in terms of getting the right price points that, that will make uh, tournaments successful for parents and kids. Let's talk a, a bit about Hotel Planner and some of the deals you've been working of late. As I mentioned at the at the front, you guys really cross the gamut here from amateur all the way up to professional sports. Just right. the other day, uh, your latest announcement was with Harris Blitzer, who of course owns the Philadelphia 76ers, New Jersey Devils, and, and Prudential Center in Newark. So let's talk about that. When you're working uh, with these professional organizations, what is it exactly that you're able to provide them? What's the arrangement there? For Harris Blitzer, I mean, there's three primary areas. One is we're going to help them on their business travel. So they really didn't have a managed business travel approach to hotels. And a lot of organizations don't. It's not unusual that a lot of people just just stay where you're going to stay. And, mm-hmm. and they wanted to take a more disciplined approach because, listen, budgets are now different than they were you know, pre-COVID. Sure. So they wanted to take a more disciplined approach to hotel reservations and uh, making sure that they got value, they could save some money. And the way to do that is, is to manage manage to spend. So so we're going to help them on business travel. We're also going we will help them on, on fan travel as well. So they know that they have a number of fans that follow, right? So so this, the idea is to make the hotel an extension of the experience, right? So 
So if you buy a ticket, so what else do you need? Uh, if you're going to travel, you know, you need a hotel room, right? So you've got to drive down there. You're going to park. Yep. You're going to get a hotel. Well, the idea is to make you know, kind of a one-stop shop. So you purchase a ticket, and then there's a hotel room that's right there. If you need it, oh, great. Just click here and buy the hotel room. We're going to make sure we get very competitive rates for, for fan travel. And that could be for individuals, or it could be if you're going to go with a group. It's not unusual for a group of friends to get together and say, well, let's go follow the team for the weekend. So that's a combination. I think with Harris Blitzer, we can also help a team travel as well. And the scout travel, there's a lot of uh, different travel needs that uh, we have the flexibility to handle the business travel, team travel, scout travel, international travel, uh, when that's required, as well as coming up with programs for fan travel. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what it's like to be a travel manager right now at a professional team, the way, you know, some of these schedules have to be moved around at the last minute. We're seeing it in right. the NHL, seeing it in the NBA. And right. I have a feeling we'll see it, you know, once Major League Baseball kicks off as well, it's almost inevitable. Usually those guys, the travel managers on teams, they usually have multiple jobs. It's not travel is just one of the 50 things that they're expected to yeah. do. So, you know, with us, they get an extra extra set of hands that we help them. We bring the professionalism to this. So it's not on a spreadsheet. So we've had people that were in that position and for some reason they couldn't continue with that job and everything's on a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet is locked. So, you know, it's kind of hard to run a business, right? Okay, where are we staying? So you know, with us, it's all available to different people in the organization. It's all under security, but if someone needs to get that information, if there's a change in the organization, you know, it's very readily available. Yeah, well, it's also encouraging to hear that, you know, an outfit like Harris Blitzer is even contemplating fans coming back and needing travel services <laughs> the way the right. last year has gone. It's, uh, you know, right. the, the fact that that's even in their mindset right now, I think is also a telling sign. I think they realize they're, they're creating demand you know, for hotels and they, they want to get closer to the, to the fan and they want to make sure that uh, the fan has options and uh, doesn't let the fan have to shop around because one thing that none of us have is enough time. Okay, so, yeah. so that leisure time is, is probably shrinking, shrinking, shrinking because you're home. And guess what? You get to work more hours, right? So, it just, you know, let's make life more concise for people. One of your other recent deals, Bruce, that just came across was with USA Pickleball. We write right. about pickleball as well. And the growth of that sport is not a surprise to us. How does that news come to your group as well, Bruce? I mean, do you have people who are tracking these trends? I mean, pickleball is one, obviously, you know, while all ages are playing now, it tends to skew to an, an older audience that maybe is more susceptible to wanting to travel. It seems like a natural, but how, how are you guys keeping tabs of those things? Well, and that, that's a good, that's a, that's an interesting account for us because the way we found the account or the account found us is that someone from USA Pickleball put a request in the system. And, you know, we, we go, these are gone through every single day and it's all, it's all done automated, right? So all of a sudden this kicks out as uh, gee, you know, what is USA Pickleball? So we had one of our salespeople call them and say like, okay, you know, someone wanted to book a group through us. We we're just wondering, do you have, do you have a housing program? At that point, they said, no, we don't. And, and then we learned more about the sport. We weren't pickleball experts at the time. We said, like, oh, my God, you guys have a sizable program here. And it's it's all over the country. There's potential international travel. So with us, they can put it all under, all, all under one roof. So that, that turned into from one group submission into, I think it's going to be a pretty sizable account and uh, make people's lives easier you know, when they're going to tournaments. Right. You also had a deal recently with John Isner, the tennis player that looked like a, right. a slightly different type of thing than what we're talking about here. Right. So let's, let's talk about that. That seems like an intriguing, an intriguing proposition. Yeah. I mean, we like to come up with creative. I mean, that's the thing about sports. It's a very creative place to, to, to come up with ideas. 
And John is there for those of you who are not tennis fans is I think the highest ranking men's tennis player for the United States. Yeah. And he's also a, a huge ace expert. So he's right now the number two uh, ace producer you know, you know, in tennis history. Right. So also one of the po- tallest tennis players around. Right. I think he's six foot, six <laughs> foot eight. We figure we'll, we do events, so we're going to invite him to our events, so he'll just stand out in the crowd. Yeah. Um, so we came up with a promotion that that basically said, like, we're going to reward fans for every single ace that, that comes through. So uh, one fan will get a $100 uh, hotel voucher that they can use to perhaps go see him play, or they could just use on their personal use. The idea was to have a little fun around breaking the record. So if we can be part of helping different athletes, you know, break through a new record, then uh, why not? Let's, let's do it. So we're also giving away $10,000 uh, when he does break the record. And the guy who has the number one title now is still playing. So, so if, if it continues to move, he's got his work ahead of him. Yeah. Right. And so we think it's going to happen this year. So it'll be, it'll be good. It was just, you know, it's just a fun, different, different way to have a, have a partnership. Yeah. You know, one area, Bruce, that we cover very heavily and have for a number of years is the world of esports, which is evolving day to day, week to week, it seems. Obviously, it's come, uh, you know, light years in the last couple of years. And, you know, when we talk about esports, we're looking at live events and this notion of fans actually being willing to travel to uh, esports events. And for the first time, you know, we're starting to see some evidence and some research showing that, yes, there is going to be uh, an audience there. You guys recently signed yeah. a deal with uh, Immortals, which is one of the big esports uh, organizations out there. What is your uh, outlook or, or thoughts, Bruce, on this world of esports and the notion of, uh, while obviously by its nature, it's different than traditional sports, when we talk right. about fans being willing to travel and spend the night to go to one of these events, uh-huh. what, what do you guys think about that industry? It's, first of all, they are a blast to work with. So we're having the very creative, I mean, it's different than traditional sports. And that's, that's in a good way. And everybody has a unique characteristics, but their whole thinking is, and it's like us, it's, everything's online. So the whole communication with the audience is online. The, the persona is online. You know, they'll have a million fans uh, watch tournaments, right? But there's definitely a fan uh, that wants to travel and watch these events. And they want that camaraderie because they know they know everybody's like them, right? So they know if they get together that they're, they're going to have an enjoyable time. And I, I've attended esports and I've been I was a little surprised by the number of people that, that physically want to go, but there, there's definitely an audience that wants to participate live as opposed to just watching it online. So uh, we're very optimistic. We're definitely going to be investing more in esports. Yeah, obviously we are as well. And and I agree with you. They're fun. Events are wild, you know, once you're, mm-hmm. once you're at them. But even more important, I, I think we are starting to see this evidence, particularly once events come back online, and especially right now when events come back online, that uh, those fans are, are going to be there. And I agree. I think they're going to be willing to go places. Uh, to see right. those tournaments just like they would anything right. else. And I think I think the experience at the esports is going to evolve, that it's going to be much more engaging with the audience. So I think it's good. they're going to create the, the reasons for, you know, for people to, to physically be at the event. So I, I think that that's in its infancy. So I think there'll be I think you're always going to have this online audience if you have you, you have the hot game because it's just it's just a natural fit. I think they're going to create the reasons why people should physically attend the event. So I just think that that part's in its infancy, but I, I can see that, especially with the technology associated with that, I see that becoming much more engaging for, for the live audience. Right. Let's uh, shift a little bit. You touched earlier, Bruce, on some international events. You guys are involved uh, internationally as well. You've got deals 
uh, with the LPGA and, and Tough Mudder Europe, among others. But you also, uh, I know you've worked with USA Triathlon and some of the national governing bodies here. We're, we're on the right. verge of uh, hopefully an Olympic Games here this summer. Do you guys, you know, as we're talking right now, still some decisions out there to be made on, on spectators, which obviously is going to have an impact on uh, what would be, you know, an amazing travel experience uh, for people. Are you guys monitoring that at all as far as what may be happening this summer? Sure. In, in I mean, Tokyo? We're, well, we're working very closely with the, with USA Tri or USA Triathlon to make sure we're ready to go when, when they're ready to go and uh, recognizing that hopefully there won't be changes that this, this will happen. So part of that particular agreement is that we are booking the national team you know, in, into housing. So, so we're, we're helping them with their global housing needs. And that's, we're very proud of that account. I'm actually wearing USI, USA Tri gear today. So that's my, my, my inspiration. So I'm going to do a mini try in the near future. Wish me luck. Excellent. I, I will. Yeah. It's one of the sports that has a tremendous amount of participation and been on the Olympic program last couple of years. And, and we've only seen mm-hmm. them grow ever since. But it does. Are, are you active in Asia? And are there sports organizations there as far as the market? Um, we're, 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 we're active in Asia. So we have an office in Singapore. We have an office in Australia. And we have staff that work for us in the region as well. We're about to open up in other countries. So we're actually starting to build our Asia business. The thing is that most of these organizations do have an international presence. And that, that could be Canada. It could be Mexico. It could be Caribbean. It could be, I mean, you just don't know where, where these organizations want to go next to expand their business. And it's so much easier for them if they have a, a provider that can just travel travel with them and set these things up. So, you know, we have offices in the UK, offices in Amsterdam. We've got staff that work for us in the country. They're all local nationals, multi-language, call centers, multi, uh, multi-language, multilingual as well, websites in 28 languages. You can book in 100 currencies. So you, there's just this globalism that you you need to offer and be able to provide and and. And I guess the other part is that you do need you do need staff to work on this. This is not just online, 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 right? There's got to be a human component to this. Uh, there has to be individualism and customization. And the only way to do that is uh, by talking to people, understanding their needs, and then adjusting the services and the website and the call centers, you know, to handle that specific client the way that they they want to be handled. Right. Well, and hopefully you'll be having more business here as as things start to open up as we know they are. Bruce, we've been talking a lot about sports. Are you a sports fan yourself? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a sports fan. I, I did go to the Super Bowl this year. So I, I was, yeah, yeah. So since I'm traveling in these sports circles, I got a call at the last minute and said, would you like two tickets to go to, to, go to Tampa? And I said, sure. Oh, and then, uh, why not? And, uh, and then you say like, okay, then, then you say like, okay, what did I just commit to? Because sometimes these ticket prices get a little bit outrageous, but of course, uh, I, I was very, um, lucky that I, I paid face value for the tickets so it was you know we had a great game so i'm from boston originally so it's nice to see brady brady win and it was unexpected let's put it that way yeah. that level of dominance was just unexpected but it was certainly nice to be uh in the stands and i thought the nfl did a very nice job managing the whole crowd and, and, and yeah what, what, spacing what was that experience like for you as a as a fan being in an event you've done something that you know not a large number of the general population has been able to do here the past year actually you know attend well, an event and attend a high profile one well i thought the nfl did a fabulous job i mean obviously they've had a lot of experience now but i think they made a lot of adjustments just to make to sure that safety was was very uh common it was just it was just part of the overall experience the, from outside outside the stadium to walking through getting your ticket passed as well as you know inside the stadium itself 
So I, I felt very safe there. I mean, I, I do go to events and everybody's taking as much precautions as they can. So everybody's wearing masks. I mean, there's, every, there's hand washing available everywhere. Nobody's selling out. You know, when they could sell out, they're not. They're deliberately cutting attendance, you know, 50%. Yeah. So there's enough space that uh, I haven't heard of any issues. And I've gone to a number of events, a number of issues are coming out of the events that I've, I've personally been to. I assume you were able to find a good deal on a hotel room for the Super Bowl? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did okay. Excellent. Well, you know, as we wrap up, Bruce, here, let's kind of take it back to where where we started here. Obviously, as I said at the outset, people are optimistic. You know, they're we're sensing it some some genuine hope here that you know we'll be getting closer to normal, whatever that looks like, possibly cool. even this year. Let's close on uh, your thoughts again, Bruce, just on where sports fit into the mix here as far as bringing the traveling public back and hotel planners' views of, yeah. of these next couple of months coming. Well, I think everybody wants to get back and, and travel. So there's definitely pent-up demand. I do think that there'll be a significant number of tournaments that will take place. And they might not be at full strength, but uh, they want to get back to full strength. And, and you got to start. So these organizations are very primed to, to put on high-quality events. We're very excited about working with our event organizers and with their attendees, as well as the local destinations, to make sure that, that we fit in beautifully. Uh, just to make sure that experience is, is what's going to make part of the event successful. Part of it is the actual event, but a lot of it's the experience around the event. And that makes it compelling to come back the next year and the year after and the year after that. So that's that's what we're all about is making sure that organizations we work with remain competitive in the marketplace you know, for the total experience that they're delivering. All right. Well, it seems like a great place to uh, stop. Let's hope that there's more good news ahead <laughs> for everyone. And uh, as I said, congratulations on all the deals that you guys have been working. Look forward to seeing what else might be around the corner and I wish all of you the best of luck in the in the months to come. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate your time very much. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features regularly updated breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at sportstravel on Twitter and Instagram, and at sportstravelmagazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Jason Gewirtz for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.